and hopefully this microphone works. <laughs> Hello ladies and gentlemen, I'm David Lovell of course, welcome to episode 10 of KAW Radio and uh, <clears throat> yeah, you're going to have to apolo- I'm going to have to apologize in advance for the voice. It's a little bit shot. Uh there was a lot of uh, a lot of shouting going on, most notably yesterday. Um for those who were wondering what the title of the show uh, references, it references the fact that uh, for many years WWE Raw used to be uh, preempted due to the Westminster Dog Show takes place. Uh, I can't remember where. I think it takes place in New York City or something. Um, but uh, it's broadcast on the USA Network, and of course that's what the home of WWE Raw, and therefore um, they obviously preempted that. Whenever the dog show, I don't know if they still do, but uh, that's kind of the gist of the title, by the way. Uh, <laughs> preempted, uh, not by the Westminster Dog Show, <laughs> but uh, I digress, folks. Um, so it's Thursday, the twenty sixth of November, and we are five days removed from November Pain Six. Jesus Christ on a crutch! That was such a great show, and in all in all seriousness. Um, what a show it was. Um, I mean, the, the talent in the back really do outdo themselves every time. And um, congratulations are in order to the new Kick-Ass Wrestling International Champion Horsemeat and the new Kick-Ass Wrestling Tag Team Champions of the World. Referring to Big-Ass Tiger and Miss Tigress. Referring to the Tiger Movement and, well... I think I'm going to open up proceedings somewhat on the music front with a little bit of a tribute to our new Tag Team Champions of the World. Ready for a bit of Jungle Boogie? I sure am. And that's, uh, of course, Jungle Boogie. That is cool in the gang. And that's, of course, the theme of uh, the Tiger Movement, the Kick-Ass Wrestling World Tag Team Champions. Congratulations indeed to them. Uh, But uh, how did they win? Well, they beat the Americanists, of course. And, uh, well, now we're going to give you a little bit of a not-so-in-depth interview uh, review 
of November Payne 6. Uh, I was going to do this with Stevens, but Stevens has actually been doing general manager duties today, which is quite surprising. I understand he's trying to um, line up a few ducks in a row for our next show, which is our debut show in Lowestoft on the 19th of December. That's December to remember. Um, that's going to be a very, very uh, challenging show. No question about it. And Mr. Danger, Michael Reeves, um, has got to take all the credit in the world for that show. He's been lobbying um, Waveney District Council. He's been uh, lobbying the East London, uh, the East Anglia uh, Commission for months, and it's finally paid off. They cleared a date, uh, Saturday, December 19th. The, the week before Christmas as well, which is a bit tricky, but kudos to the guy. And hopefully, um, we're going to try and get some guys up from London to uh, Lowestoft, and that is going to be a happening. Uh, I understand that uh, Danger himself has tried to uh, get in contact with a few people. And, uh, well, I, I, I've got a feeling um, that it's going to be quite the show. But uh, in any event, um, let's uh, cut to the chase and get to the uh, review of November Payne 6. Um, and the opening contest was the Handles Illegal match. And that took that pitted D.L. Hicks, Kick-Ass Wrestling Hall of Famer, former five-time world champion, against the former Colonel Mark West. Um, now, Liam Stevens opened the show, and he took a lot of credit for booking the bulk of November Payne. Of course... The card was booked pretty much in a, you know three weeks in advance uh, in, on a coach trip to Glasgow, courtesy of Stevens. Um, Liam then ring announced the opening bout, and he had a bit of some denigrating words toward both Hicks and West. He's not a fan of either of them for various reasons. Um, the end came when Stevens had a weapon that was. It was a kendo stick and a baking sheet taped together. The kendo stick has a handle, so the weapon was legal. If the baking sheet was used on its own, it would have been illegal. And uh, I'm trying to remember who the referee was for that bout. Uh, my memory is a little bit uh, hazy. But I believe it was um, King of the Academy referees, Mr. Andrew Wright, who refereed that. And... Uh, if uh, either competitor used the baking sheet on its own, for example, that would have been an automatic disqualification, which is something that really would stick in one's craw if I was in a match of that calibre, uh, where handles are legal, but baking sheets on their own are not. Either way, Stevens had this uh, super uber weapon, tried to toss it to Mark West. Hicks caught it, intercepted the weapon, nailed West with it. West actually cowered. He actually flinched and hit the deck before Hicks tattooed him with the baking sheet, kendo stick combination, and garnered the one, the two, and the three in eight minutes and 41 seconds. However, West had the last laugh as he nailed the Hall of Famer in the gut and uh, then nailed him again, this time right to the side of the head with a stop sign, and that busted the bastard wide open. And then Stevens had to have the last word because he's a prick and hit what he calls... The LSS, the Liam Stevens Stunner on DL Hicks. And, well, after that, we thought he was going to form an alliance with Mark West. But, no, West got nailed as well. Because Liam Stevens 
is a dick. And that was the first of many dick moves, courtesy of our esteemed general manager. And of, uh, well, what I find h- hilarious actually was, um, and it's on the, f- it'll be on the DVD, which is due out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Hicks exited, um, holding his head, a massive cut on the side of his head, and he gets the last laugh on West. He kicks West in the nuts, and West just doubles over, thinking, "What the fuck have I just done?" Not realizing that, in my opinion, he's kicked a hornet's nest. Uh, in cheap shotting DL Hicks right there. So we segue into match number two. Selfie Dick, one on one with the covert. And the Irish assassin number two was a key factor in this bout. He interfered and he hit um, Selfie Dick uh, in plain sight of the referee. Um, was it Andrew Wright again? Uh, nope, actually it was, um, apparently it was myself. <laughs> um, I did do, I actually forget sometimes that I am a referee from time to time, but nope, that was a match that I do recall refereeing, even though it was a few days removed, uh, five days removed as a matter of fact, uh, my short-term memory isn't great. My long-term memory is brilliant. That's why I can tell you all the history of kick-ass wrestling, but not necessarily what happened on Saturday without notes. So, Selfie Dick got the victory via disqualification. IA2 attacked first Selfie, uh, first the Covert, um, out of my eyeline apparently, and then Selfie Dick within my eyeline. That's why uh, the DQ was raised. And then IA2, obviously succeeding in his goal of costing Covert, hit the belt, hit a boiler maker on him and declared it payback for what happened to him at the 7th anniversary show. The Covert's tag team partner, the spokesman, delivered um, a ruination on IA2 at 7AS and that almost dislocated um, IA2's shoulder. So there's still some beef between the uh, newly formed Illuminati team, spokesman and Covert, of course, former members of the Notorious Illuminati faction back in the day, and the IA family. So it will be very interesting to see how this transpires in due course. Match number three on the card. Oh, by the way, the time on the uh, second bout was 12 minutes 46 seconds. Um, Match number three was IA2 in action as he took on the muscle. And the individual who is certified hench as fuck and... He almost got. He got. He almost suffered a bit of roid rage, but uh, no muscle is as clean as a whistle. But he, he wasn't. wasn't a bit. He was a bit nonplussed when um, he was billed as not representing the buffet club without uh, a little bit of mo- um, a little bit of prompting. Um, but in any event, muscle on a tear at the moment, and has been since he really had this change of attitude, which has given him. The nickname Hench as fuck. Apparently, with all the extra gains he has uh, garnered in the last few weeks, he now weighs 747 pounds. Uh, I'm not going to fucking doubt that, to be perfectly honest. But in any event, um, the muscle speared IA2 and garnered the 1, the 2, 3 in 6 minutes and 57 seconds. But what was interesting as well is that, uh, I guess in a little bit of revenge... For what happened in match number two, the spokesman came out of ringside halfway through the bout, just took a seat. IA2, I think, was lost his focus somewhat, and that allowed Muscle to garner the win. And then after the bell, the spokesman hit a ruination on IA2, 
And then there was a bit of a stare-off between two former Illuminati members in the spokesman and the muscle. Those two did not uh, part on good terms. Um, and it was an interesting standoff, as it were. And then the spokesman headed to the back without a word being said, which was intriguing, to say the least. We closed out the first half um, with a submission match between Super Skull and Blaze. The challenge of a submission match was accepted on both sides. But there was a controversial vote, a split majority of the KW board, um, voted to ban Abigail the Gas Can of Death from ringside for Super Skull's match. Why? I have no earthly idea. I think Blaze lobbied to get the vote in the first place and well it's a vote and KW management had to vote on it and it passed with a split majority um Super Skull was really on his A game and um with a vicious vicious armor armbar um made Blaze submit and Blaze is not one which sub- who submits very easily but Skull the whole effing hurt, the former hardcore champion, garnered a tap out from the former world heavyweight champion in 9 minutes and 41 seconds. And then as Blaze was being tended to at ringside, and Super Skull disappeared to the back, victorious, Liam Stevens came out, unsurprisingly, and announced another quote-unquote dick move, you could say, a bonus match involving Blaze. Now, I don't. I'm not going to call Liam a tyrant, but I think um, you know you get you get the impression that some of the moves that he is uh, executing against KW talent, you would have thought that uh, the likes, uh, you know, name any dictator. I'm not going to be controversial and name a fucking dictator here. I'm sure you can pick your own. But the point being is, I'm sure that Liam is a dictator. But in any event, he put Blaze in an impromptu first blood match against an opponent whom Blaze would know very well, referring to the returning Belial. We haven't seen Belial for a while. Uh, long story short, at our June weekender, which was You're Not the Law and Carpe Diem, um, Belial was you know stole the show in matches, but turned on Xavier James. After they failed, uh, after he and James failed to defeat then KAW World Tag Team Champions, uh, the Tiger Movement. Um, that was the Tiger Movement's sole defense in their first Reigns Champions. Uh, and they lost the titles at the next show, the double feature free to the Americanists. Anyway, so Belial obviously had a lot of beef with uh, Xavier James and his brother Blaze. So, Stevens took advantage of that. Now, Belial uh, hasn't really missed a step. Still very physical um, competitor. Has one gear and one speed. That's go, that, you know, one gear, go, one speed, as fast as he fucking can, and one direction, straight ahead. You know, he is a no-bullshit competitor. And him and Blaze... Um, have had their wars in the past outside of kick-ass wrestling, but up until June were, were really good friends. And uh, Belial got the victory. Um, 
in 9 minutes and 57 seconds. He busted Blaze wide open. Um, but something that Stevens, I don't think, bargained for was that it was water under the bridge between Blaze and Belial. The two shook hands and embraced afterwards and agreed to form an alliance. There was obviously a caveat because Belial was a little bit less willing to apologise to Xavier James. We'll find out, obviously, what transpires, I guess, between these these three guys in the, the near future. Okay, so I'm going to take a very quick breather, and uh, let's see. I haven't got much music actually loaded up for, <laughs> for this, but um, how about I give you uh, something? I've got to give you something. KW Universe. Um, okay. Um, I know the track is nearly nine minutes long, but I'll give you Guns N' Roses and November Rain. This is obviously the uh, song which inspired the title of our November classic. By the way, I'm not going to play the whole nine minutes. If you think that's the case, you can suck my ass. I'll be back in a few seconds. <laughs> in all seriousness, back in two. This is KW Radio, episode 10. Yeah, I wasn't kidding when I said that I wasn't going to play all of that. It's an epic tune. 
but I wasn't going to play all nine minutes. I do apologise, uh, any Guns N' Roses fans I've offended um, in my in my quest to sort of keep time a little bit. We've got about twenty five minutes remaining here. It's uh, uh, it's live in colour actually. This is the first time I've actually decided to uh, stream live via Spreaker. It's now uh, twelve minutes to nine. We won't have any news, but uh, uh, <laughs> it'd be a see if in ten minutes I. I Pipe, if in 12 minutes I pipe in some Radio 4-esque pips but uh, I doubt that will be the case <laughs> mm. I do it. Uh, anyway right so the second half of November Pain 6 uh, began with the Essex Rules match between Ace and Party Time Pete Pete had Xavier James in his corner and uh, Xavier of course uh, was uh, just there um, and uh, Pete well, this is his kind of match, so Ace was kind of hamstrung from the get-go. And, well, after... Let's have a look. After 8 minutes and 32 seconds, Pete admit uh, dis, uh, managed to get Ace to admit that he is a slag. And then after the bout, um, there was a lot that happened. Um, the bullet points are that I was given Welcome to Essex by Project Essex. Uh, apparently it's a message to to me from Stevens, and well, if he wants a war, he'll get one. Speaking of war, actually, Xavier James was clearly not in the um, apologetic, uh, forgiving mood that his brother Blaze was in, um, as he declared war on Belial. Um, that's very that's obviously no surprise whatsoever. Uh, if you think about it, Blaze and Xavier almost the yin and yang. If you think about it uh, in that way, um, and uh, well, I'm given Stevens the benefit of the doubt as far as the as far as the um, Welcome to Essex is concerned. However, if he tries that fucking shit with me again. And I will have his guts for garters. Uh, but then again, I feel that Stevens, um, you know, he's yes, he's 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 you know relatively relatively young as general manager, relatively young as an executive in Kick-Ass Wrestling. Um, but for fuck's sake, he's he's letting the power get to his head somewhat. Okay, right, so I'll try and, um, oh, wait a minute, I've got to talk about Stevens again, the bell end. Right, so prior to our bout for the Hardcore Championship uh, between Tyson Snow and Challenger Rogue, Stevens looked to cancel the bout, because he was sceptical of the wellness test results of Rogue. Um, But thanks to lobbying on the part of Snow, and this is to Snow's credit, he wanted this match-up, he wanted to... You know, he wants competition, no question about it. And kudos to the guy. Um, so, Stevens compromised and made it a four-minute warning match. So, four minutes, Rogue had to win the championship. Suffice to say, she got the advantage early on, hit a Rogue slam and then a brutal-looking splash. Um, it was no, no way that I think Snow was able to protect himself from the impact he took that full force and 
Snow almost lost the championship, but he rallied back and he was pissed. He wailed on Rogue and almost knocked her out. Suffice to say, I think a concussion was almost inevitable. The brutality of Snow and, uh, well, he pinned her in 2 minutes and 46 seconds. It seemed almost like a mercy killing. Um, And Snow beat the hell out of Rogue, the KW Hall of Famer, and uh, wanted a bit more competition. And, uh, well, Stevens, to his credit, actually obliged, and uh, he decided to um, bring out another returning competitor to kick-ass wrestling, referring to Drayton Gray, an old rival, you could say, of Snow. Uh, Of course, at Carpe Diem. They had an incredible 20-minute time limit draw. And it transpired that Gray was actually injured by Snow as a result. Um, I can't remember what the exact injury was. I think it was a shoulder injury or something like that. And uh, Gray was out for four months. And, uh, well, he wanted it. He wanted to challenge Snow for the championship. And we got another defense of the title from the Angry Americanist. And these two tore the fucking house down. A grueling brawl between champion and challenger. Gray has not lost a step, despite being on the shelf for four months. There was a very scary moment, though. Um, the Snow removed one of the mats of the uh, the ring, the base, and pile drove Gray onto bare concrete. That was one of the scariest moments I've ever seen. Uh... Now, I don't know if, whether in the context of the bout, it was, um, quote-unquote, part of the uh, the story, part of the match, but fuck me, I was shitting myself, thinking that um, Grey, who's six foot two, was going to come out, come out to the back uh, at five foot seven. It was brutal. Um, but in any event, the bout ended in a double pin. Um... Snow hit a back suplex, landed probably a bit awkwardly, um, and both men sh- both men covered each other, and referee Dan the Man Oakton counted the three at 16 minutes and 39 seconds, declared about a draw, and, well, as a result, Tyson Snow retains the KW Hardcore Championship, but once the smoke cleared, once the, uh, the bout was over and afterwards, uh, Snow... Um, Issued a, a challenge to one more matchup with Gray. Snow is clearly smart. Uh, clearly a prick, yes. But he's smart and realised, I think, that um, that he could have another match with Gray. And he challenged him to a 30-minute Iron Man match the next time they face off. Gray accepted and, well, answered with a Drayton drop as well, so... Suffice to say, shots fired. Uh, and we will see these two face off one more time. A 30-minute Ironman match for the KAW Hardcore Championship. I think it's a first um, as far as Ironman matches are concerned for the Hardcore Championship. We've had most famously, our most famous Ironman match was one hour um, between KAW Hall of Famer D.L. Hicks and KAW legend uh, Daki Toitomi at our first anniversary weekender in 2009. So yeah, that was uh, that was quite the war. Uh, qu- 
quite the war. Um, right, we've got uh, two more matches to uh, talk about in November Pain, but uh, this 7-Up's going right through me. So uh, this is uh, actually a future theme for Selfie Dick. <laughs> I shit you not, he actually sent it to me via email and said, Lovell, make this my theme. Love you. Uh, P.S. Bring protection. He is one bizarre cat, but yeah, apparently, uh, he yeah. <laughs> I shit you not. That that's that's actually I think the best um, selfie dick impression that anyone's ever done, and it's me, poor bastard. I do apologise, folks. Um, this is a flock of seagulls and wishing. If I had a photograph of you, uh, I'll be back in two. I'm only going for a piss. Don't worry.
And this is KW Radio episode 10. And yep, I was probably about five seconds late but, uh, with the pips. But uh, <laughs> oh, just experimentation here on the on KW Radio. Um, right, we've got 12 minutes left. Okay, two more matches to talk about from November Payne 6. Horsemeat challenging the Dark Soul for the International Championship in the three stages to hell match. And... Um, 4-1 was pinned for lonely. Um, Dark Soul got the win early on. He hit a closed fist on horse meat and knocked the challenger a little bit dizzy. And garnered the win, the uh, pin in 55 seconds. So it was first blood Dark Soul, first blood Americanist, one nothing to the reigning international champion. Um, then false count anywhere, submissions count anywhere for 4-2. And horse meat equalised. He got a little bit of help from his friends. Referring to uh, his fellow geezers, Project Essex. Uh, they helped distract um, referee uh, one of our newer referees, uh, um, Anthony Von Paris, um, who's been training at, in the academy uh, under the tutelage of Andrew Wright, and a uh, very competent referee, I must admit. And um, Horsemeat gone with the win in 6 minutes 45 total match time. Uh, he knackerlocked the Dark Soul. And equalised the bout at one fall apiece. Fall three was last man standing. And the geezers were the downfall of the Dark Soul. Bluntly put. Now with Tyson Snow recuperating from his hardcore championship endeavours. And the Psycho Yank noticeably absent since Shot of Glory. The Americanists didn't have any backup for the KAW Hall of Famer. Which worked to their disadvantage. And worked to the geezers advantage. Because there were geezers up the ass. At November Payne 6. Now it was Super Skull and Xavier James. Which was interesting. James again distracted the referee. And Super Skull hit the international icon. With Abigail the Gas Can of Death. She wasn't banned from this bout. And Horsemeat. He rose to his. And that Horsemeat showed his, his horse balls as it were. Because he was badly hurt. And managed to rise to his feet. Just before Anthony Von Paris. Uh, issued a 10 count. Dark Soul was unable to um, answer that 10 count. And in 11 minutes and 3 seconds total match time, the beast, the geese beast from the Knackers yard um, was the new kick-ass wrestling international champion. Congratulations to the geezer's favourite hugger. Uh, <laughs> don't think I didn't go there. Um no, no, but bless horse meat. He, he's he's a great lad. Um, come up from the academy, former world champion, former hardcore champion. Deserves the title, quite frankly. Deserves to be a champion. And what way to go? International champion. And also, it was interesting to note that he he parodied uh, the geezer's actual ring entrance with the water and everything. Pity there wasn't a slip and slide, but I've probably given them an, an idea for our next show. Um at St. Mary's Hall, which is on January 9th, and that is New Year's Execution 2016. And that is going to be happening. And finally, uh, an elimination tag team bout for the World Tag Team Championships. Jesus Christ, this was immense. Um, Miss Tigress was eliminated early on. It was elimination tag, so uh, Tigress was eliminated early on after Snow cheap-shotted her with hardcore championship belt uh, behind Dan the Man Oakton's back. So Big Ass Tiger was kind of under the cosh in a two-on-one situation. 
uh, for quite some time until Drayton Gray made an appearance coming out for the curtain. Um, and Tiger eliminated Tyson Snow shortly afterwards with a Tiger Splash. And then there was a bizarre situation where Gray was actually trying to f- take the Hardcore Championship from Snow. to a 24-7 rules uh, style brawl between those two. Um, Dan the Man Oakton refereeing two matches at the same time. Almost a double jeopardy uh, situation there. Uh, on the part of uh, of Dan. And um, so as Grey and Snow wrestled to the back, uh, we were down to the Dark Soul and Big Ass Tiger. Um, later in the bout, Dan the Man Oakton got knocked down. And um, then I decided to come into the fray. And uh, did anyone notice the subtle tribute to uh, the new international champion when I came out? I was. I came out wearing. I came in to November Pain wearing a geese three sixteen shirt and left wearing a I'm a hugger t shirt. So there you go. Um, but um, in any event, um, Oakton got knocked down. I got knocked down eventually, and uh, then we saw Blaze and Belial come out. Uh, they've actually calling. They're actually now calling themselves B and B. In a nod, uh, well, there's a British tag team out there that Stevens despises called D and D. So that's probably that. That's probably a a nod to them. I don't know, no earthly idea. But in any event, Blaze and Belial destroyed the Dark Soul when there was no referee around. Uh, I managed to uh, get my marbles together for a very close near fall. But uh, I couldn't continue. Oakton did. And he did right on time. Tiger hit a massive Tiger Splash on the Dark Soul. Oakton made the 1, the 2, and the 3. And in 23 minutes, 44 seconds, the Tiger movement. Big-ass Tiger and Miss Tigress were crowned the brand-new Kick-Ass Wrestling World Tag Team Champions. And B&B celebrated with the Tiger movement... And the Americanist Empire looks to be in tatters. It was once unstoppable. They held all the gold. And now, it's only Tyson Snow holding the Hardcore Championship. That's the only title that the Americanists have left. And I get a feeling, in some shape, fashion, or form, whether it be on December 19th at at, uh, December to Remember in Lowestoft, or January 9th at St. Mary's Hall at New Year's Execution, Tyson Snow is probably on the brink of losing that title. It's been... Near, well, it will be, if he gets to January 9th, uh, 11 months. And that's a fucking impressive reign. Uh, I think as it stands, Snow actually will be the single longest reigning title holder in KAW history. He'll have broken D.L. Hicks' record of 279 days by the time we go to Lowestoft and hit the East. On the 19th of December. Snow has been signed up for that match. For, for that show. Defending that hardcore championship. Uh, if anything. It's just an excuse for us. To get rid of it. <laughs> Not to, Yeah. Yeah. To get rid of Snow. <laughs> yeah. If he doesn't. Yeah. If he doesn't. If he doesn't lose the hardcore championship. Just. Uh, there's, there's a peer out in Lowestoft. No. I kid. We're not that evil. Not yet anyway. Okie dokie. Right. Um, a few more things. So that's November Pain 6. 
and what a show it was. We've got about four minutes left, and let's uh, briefly talk about uh, Survivor Series this past Sunday. Uh, if you saw the tweets that I tweeted on the Twitters, at KW underscore underground, um, it was not a bad show. I know some people shat on it. Some people thought it was Route 1 booking. Some people thought it was just a bit uh, meh. It was okay. Uh, there's a, a bear, a hardcore bear at KWHQ that's more hardcore, more over than Basil Don the shit sheep. Suck on that, former general manager, Mr. Showbiz. Speaking of which, did anyone see Benefits Got Talent? Fuck me. Oh, God, that was so fucking embarrassing for me watching it. That's that's uh, 45 minutes I'm not going to get back. Thanks a lot, Showbiz. Uh, either way, um, there was a drinking game I played. Uh, one of his cats makes an appearance a ridiculous amount of times, and uh, I figured if you can get, make a drinking game out of that, you could probably end up uh, killing someone. So do it with tap water. But then again, with all the shit in tap water, I'm sure you'll probably end up dying anyway. Try it, try it with, like, I don't know, Coke or something. Anyway, three minutes remaining. Okay, so, um, yeah, uh, Survivor Series was okay. Interesting to see Sh- Seamus cashed in. Uh, Stevens ejaculated. He did not want either uh, Reigns or Ambrose to win. And they made the finals. He wanted Owens to win. He got eliminated in the semis. Um, um, Brothers of Destruction Wyatt family match. Oh, Jesus. Oakton had a lantern. For fuck's sake. We all know what's fucking side his bread's buttered on. But yeah, it was an okay. Nice little bit of nostalgia, I guess. The whole Taker 25 thing. Uh, That kind of stuff. Yeah, fine. Um... Ziggler versus Tyler Breeze was okay. Uh, Divas title match was not bad. Could be better. I think that down the line, Paige and Charlotte are going to have two much better matches. Uh, the tradition, the Survivor Series matches were a bit... Uh, okay, they're just there. And the semi-final matches were fine. ADR versus... Uh, bollocks. Oh, fuck, who was it? Uh, ADR versus Reigns and Owens versus Ambrose. Um, but yeah, they were fine. Okay, um, and oh, yesterday, reason why this was preempted: progress potential free at Nambuka and Holloway Road. Yeah, it was great. Uh, g- good card. Um, nice venue. They're back there on 13th of January, six days after my birthday. Ace! Okay, uh, that's it, folks. That's it, KW Universe. Uh, we're going to leave you with some music. Oh, come on. Fucking congratulations, horse meat. You deserve this. <laughs> but, uh, folks, from everyone in the back and in the front controlling my little uh, Spreaker application, that probably be my PC. Um, that's all for now. Uh, check us on the uh, Twitters at KW underscore underground. KickassWrestling.ning.com is our website. Our group is facebook.com slash group slash kickhouse wrestling UK. And that's it. I'm out of here. Um, and like I said, a tribute to KOW's favourite hugger, your new international champion horse mate. See you next week, folks. There ain't no
side note, there's inflatable tube men up the ass in KWHQ. See you next week, folks.